Hi, I'm Lisa of Two Sober Chicks, and this is my shot glass of recovery for today. Today I'm going to talk about step seven. When I first came into Alcoholics Anonymous and got to the point where I had come to actually reading these steps in the big book, I thought, are you fucking kidding me? That's it? I thought the steps were a bit of a joke. I mean, come on. On page 76 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, they take up entirely two paragraphs. The second paragraph, which talks about step seven, reads this. When ready, we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have completed step seven. What? (laughs) It couldn't be that easy. And no, it wasn't that easy as just saying that one time and then forgetting about it and moving on. Yet again, more proof as to why every AA member needs a sponsor to guide and discuss things with them. Uh, I don't have to imagine the frustration over this step because I was someone who didn't bother asking for help, so I lived with that frustration for a while, wondering why things hadn't been removed magically by the character defect removal fairy. I thought, well, there you go. I said the prayer. How come my character defects aren't gone? What I failed to realize was that making a demand of a higher power or a wish is not the same as praying for help or guidance. There are no humility in wishes and demands, only ego. I needed a sponsor to talk with me about step six and seven and how they're actually done daily. In step six, there are actually three actions that take place. The first act is awareness, the second acceptance, and the final is surrender. The actions in step seven, for me, I find, were gratitude, ego deflation, and trust. That was a hard one, because I didn't know anything about trust. I've heard a lot of people having trouble with the term ego deflation or ego puncturing. Usually these people are people like myself who had to deal with parents who maybe caused them some form of trauma growing up. So let me be clear, and hopefully this will help just a little bit, because I know it helped me. Uh, When we talk about getting down to our right size, it doesn't mean that we should be small or diminutive or that we are somehow less than others. To quote the book, Drop the Rock, it's the middle ground between the extremes of grandiosity and intense shame. Ego deflation for me was simply coming to terms with the fact that I had to quit playing God. And through this awareness, I've developed gratitude and a relationship with a higher power. I've also learned to trust that my higher power will help me. That too is the gist of step seven. God doesn't remove my character defects if I'm actively hanging on to them. As I record this shot glass, I'm right in the middle of struggling with this step. I'm working hard at the age of 50 to learn a completely new career and achieving a new life goal. I never saw myself as a student in the first place. I didn't go to university. I have no idea what my learning style is. And yet this undertaking has me studying anywhere from four to six, sometimes eight hours a day. And going out and facing a new challenge and the thought of not succeeding fills me with all kinds of fear, anxiety, and frustration that I never thought I would ever feel. Because it's step seven in a nutshell. Because I know that step seven can solve this. I am faced with my self-doubt each and every day, wondering if I've done all I can possibly do instead of trusting that I've done everything I could do. I also am reminded of ways that maybe I don't deserve this great new achievement. I start to pay attention to the voices of the past that pop up in my head and fill me with self-doubt and shame. 
So when these thoughts and fears come up, I remember what Sept 7 has taught me. Trust is twofold in nature. I learn to trust myself by being true to my own integrity and giving fully of my effort and being 100% willing to grow and change and do my best. Basically, I become trustworthy. And two, I surrender to the process and know that help is available if I ask. The principle behind step seven is humility. And I am learning once again to have the humility to ask someone greater than myself, whether it's a teacher, a fellow student, or God, for help. I also catch my old ideas, thought patterns, and behaviors quicker than ever before. It reminds me that I am giving my all by doing a 10-step inventory, praying for guidance at the beginning of my day, and giving thanks for everything God has given me at the end. Then I remind myself of all the changes I have achieved through God's grace. Then the trust comes back, and it's as if a light goes on inside of me. Oh yeah, I don't need to worry about the outcome. God's got that. I've done my part. Thanks, God. Fist bump. That's the process of step seven. I used to behave in a certain way, but I became willing to change. Those ways creep in again and again because I am human, and I go back to my default setting of trying to run or ruin the show. Then I remember to ask the great divine for help, and suddenly I feel an ease and comfort. And tomorrow I will do it all again. Each day it happens faster and faster with more ease. At least that's my experience. And that's my experience with step seven today. Thank you for listening to A Shot Glass of Recovery with me, Lisa, part of Two Sober Chicks with Julie and Lisa. I hope to see you again soon. 